Hello, and welcome to the worst of the best. Hello. <laughs> I'm David Dushatz. And I'm Stephen Williams. And uh, we're here to uncover, analyze, and delve into the worst songs by the best songwriters of all time. Mm-hmm. Steve, why do you think great songwriters write bad songs? Well, I think uh, I think maybe they, they get stuck uh, thinking that they're the best all the time. Maybe you're in the best band that ever was, and you think you can't write a bad song. Um Maybe sometimes there are bad songs disguised as good songs. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> personally, I think it's just too much pulp in the orange juice that day. Uh, <laughs> are you, are, do you mean a uh, figurative or or literal pulp? Yeah, just pulp. There's sometimes it's, if the orange juice has too much pulp, it'll um, it'll make someone write a bad song. Really? Yeah. Anyway, we here at uh, Worst of the Best are trying to be as objective as possible. We're not here to talk about just like hot tracks that are just overplayed ad nauseum. Um, Ebony and Ivory. uh, Yin and Yang. (laughs) The little known ballad from uh, Tina Marie and Rick James, Yin and Yang. Just kidding. But like that sounds like something cocaine would help Rick James write. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, Ebony and Ivory, not necessarily a bad song, just one that we've heard so many times that we, it gives us like a physical reaction. We are the world. Yeah. Well, that's a bad one. We're not talking about (laughs) bad songs. We're just talking about, we're not talking about one or two hit wonders. These need to be written by the people on your Mount Rushmore. Uh, the people in the pantheon of the greats, legends. Yeah, and we're just you know, and it's this isn't like a bad. This is not like we don't want to shit on these people. We will we we affirm them. I don't we, shit on people, Dave. I shit on cats and cats only. Just kidding. <laughs> I would never do that to my sorry sorry cats. My cat friends. Just a joke. Just a joke. Yeah, maybe the movie figuratively. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, these are like this comes from like a place of love. Like we we found like their worst song out of their, you know, compared to like their 25 to, in this case, I don't know, 40 like uh, hits. Good song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people know what we're, who we're talking about already. They read the fucking thing. It says it right. When you open the podcast, it says Paul McCartney on it. Right. Yeah. It's not a surprise. It's we're doing Sir Paul today. Guys, Paul Uh, McCartney wrote a lot of, how many greatest hits records could that guy have? Yeah. Too many. Anyways. Or not enough for some. Not enough for some. Um, some more housekeeping. We got we got rules. No posthumous releases or demos or previously unreleased songs. If the artist, him or herself, didn't sign off on it, then for the sake of this podcast, it is not canon. It is not Nikon. Not canon, not Nikon. Not even Kodak. No. Love me some Kodak, though. Oh, yeah. Shout out Rochester. <laughs> Uh, no avant-garde songs, no Re- revolution number nine. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, you know, Paul had a lot of those weird, you know, during the Beatles time, they had a lot of those weird little snippets, little, little, uh, you know, little five second, little 
jams that he would do. Like, oh, that sounds like a could be something cool, or it sounds like something shitty. But it doesn't count because it's not a song. We're trying to stick within the the parameters of a just standard uh, pop songwriting for the most part. No holiday first songs. Part, no holiday songs. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time is not going to be an issue here. No intros, outros, overtures, interludes, or quaaludes. Or, At least in, you know, what, what, when do you think the last quaalude was ingested? Do you think one is still around collecting dust? I have a couple. I'll, I'll, send, you, <laughs> I'll send you some in the mail. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, out here in Oakland. I don't know. Yeah, I, to our listeners, I am now living in Oakland, California for a little bit. Just hanging out. Yeah. Soaking up the bay. There's a big heat wave and no AC. I smell so bad. We're bi-coastal right now, Dave. Yeah. How does it feel? Feel official? Feels like feels a, like, every great podcast needs to be bi-coastal at one point. You know, it feels uh, better and uh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's weird how quarantine will do that to you. Yeah. Uh, the... Oh, a, a funny, like, weird song that just popped into my head from the Beatles, like uh, like a fuck-around avant-garde, you know, song is... Did you, did you ever hear uh, You Know My Name? Oh, yeah. That's such a fucking... It's a hilarious song. It's so good and so fun. I, that was their their final single, I think, that was released. You Know My Name. You Know... They just repeat that in, like, 80 different ways. And it's yeah. so fun. It's weird... It's, and uh, in this song, there's just a lot of repetition, but it's bad. A lot of bad repetition, yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today, the worst of the best will uncover, analyze, and delve into a song called Smile Away by Now, okay, there's a lot of things to talk about here. Number one, okay, this is, we're going out with a bang. This is the, this is the final episode of season one. So we, I feel like we've hit some pretty huge artists and there's still a lot to go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I mean, Paul McCartney, we haven't done the Beatles yet, but Paul McCartney is, is, uh, is well, I mean, come on, let's be honest. He's the, the most successful musician like pop musician of all time i think right yeah it's arguable i'd say so his i think his his sphere of influence alone is uh i think monetarily wise i think he's made more money than any other musician maybe god yeah maybe not leonard bernstein leonard bernstein maybe Uh, leonard bernstein you think leonard bernstein i don't know look guys i say a lot of things that uh i really can't back up but I think Paul McCartney made a lot of money. Yeah, boy, boy, did it's, it's like he just like so interwoven in the DNA of so many people growing up. Like he like so many people were raised on the Beatles that it's just wild. I would also uh, also like to preface this episode with um, we are excluding the band Wings from this uh, from from this catalog of Paul. This is Paul McCartney's solo, okay? Yeah. Because... With, with a big help from Linda. 
But with big help from Linda, and yeah. future with and future Wings drummer did play on this album. But this is not Wings; it's Paul McCartney Ram. It's Paul McCartney Ram, uh, which is actually my. I might even say this is definitely my favorite Paul record. Um, but it might be my favorite post, like ex Beatle record. I love this album. This is one of my favorite albums. Really, I really do love this record. Yeah. I think it was kind of, it was like the first one that I found. Uh, it's the first one that I like, I don't know why I gravitated towards this one. Paul was never like my favorite Beatle, um, but I really, this record just really resonated with me and I have been wearing this record out for, uh, I don't know, probably since I was about 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're a ram head. I'm a ram head, man. Total ram head. Save one song. Smile away. <laughs> yeah. This, now, is a, this is a real stinker. It's a real stinker. Now, see, th- this is the thing, too, is that there is there is so much Paul McCartney music. Uh, there's just so much. He's he's still putting out records. But, uh, and, I th- and I feel like a lot of it is, I, th- I think he's kind of known for being the softer Beatle, the more mm-hmm. uh, commercially friendly Beatle. Right, he he wrote pretty, yeah, silly love songs as as John Lennon said, and then he decided (laughs) made millions of dollars on. That's the genius of Paul McCartney. This is a weirder album, though, for sure. It definitely showed like a harder side with like Monkberry Moon Delight. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, he's he's like what a growl. His voice like really transforms. It's like such a growl. Just like sounds like Tom Waits or something like that. He's just Mm -hmm. like banging banging away at the piano. And just like, uh, like really just singing from the gut. Such yeah. a cool song. Screaming Jay Hawkins did an incredible cover of that. No way. I had no idea. I'm going to listen to that song. So, dear boy, the harmonies on that, the way that they they uh, just layer the harm, he layers the harmonies. It's re- essentially just him and Linda singing and doing most of the worst work yeah. on this record. Yeah, she she's she she's like listed as co-producer and co-wrote like at least half the songs. <laughs> Admiral Halsey. Yeah, uh, that was the number one hit. Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert. Slash out Admiral Halsey. Was, was the, you know, typical, like like he was doing with the Beatles. It was a song that that progressed. There was there was a, a lot of changes in the song. It sounded like several songs uh, squeezed into one. Uh, but it's a really cool song. Uh, and he had a huge hit with that. Too Many People. Three Legs. A, a lot of these songs, Too Many People was a... Uh, apparently about Lennon, it was like a there was a whole big thing about that and and their relationship and their rivalry. That was your first mistake. You took your lucky break 
every song on this record is is badass. I think heart of, heart of the country was another one that like like juxtaposed to to Monkberry Moon Delight. He's like really just singing so sweetly on this, and it's just acoustic guitar, and he's doing some really cool finger work. He's he's a he's, he's he can do everything. He plays drums. He plays bass. He plays guitar. He plays piano. And the guy can write a fucking song. So why did he write this song? What happened here? Yeah, this is a this is like such a question mark. I played this for someone today just to like see what their reaction was. He's like uh, my friend. He's like a, he's a musician. He's well read, uh, you know, um, on the 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 greats and all that. He was just scratching his head, laughing his ass off. Yeah. See, the thing is, too, is that there's there's a lot of I feel like bringing up an artist like Paul McCartney there and and because he has so many songs, and so many albums and a lot. And he went through a lot of phases. He went through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and he's still going. He has a lot of songs that could potentially be really bad. OK, mm-hmm. there was I, I have some honorable mention ones here, too, just because I, just so you guys know, I did my research. Temporary Secretary. I don't think is worse than this. Okay. I can validate that. Before song. you email. Before you start emailing me. Yes. Mom. Ode to a koala bear. Yes. There's a song called Ode to a koala bear. It's the B-side to Say, Say, Say with uh, Michael Jackson, amazing song. But it doesn't make the cut. I can validate that song for being good, even though it's a song about a koala bear. (laughs) Okay. Drop bears. Smile away. Okay, now I think, as as I mentioned before, I th- I think it's it's safe to say there's like this. At first listen, it doesn't sound that bad. It's mm. just a rock. It's just a rock and roll blues thing. Okay, and I, that's why I said it's kind of disguised. It's a it's a bad song disguised as a good song. Okay, maybe at first you don't you're like oh it's whatever. It's just a song. Now we start to go, let's just go right into the lyrics of this song, okay? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off here. Yep. I was walking down the street the other day. Who did I meet? I met a friend of mine, and he did say, Man, I can smell your feet a mile away. (laughs) I love that like he's he establishes that a song is about to happen by having like a melody and like a, like a doo-wop kind of like doo-wah-diddy thing going on. Mm-hmm. And he just speaks these lyrics. Yeah. Not too original. Right. So I know the street the other day. Who do you mean? Uh, yeah, I met a friend of mine. What do you say? I can you my way. <laughs> Fucking feet <Okay>. smell, dude. <laughs> and then he says, smile away. About 6,000 times, which right. is the chorus. I'm going to put on, like, I feel like throughout this podcast, I'm going to put on my, like, Beatles conspiracy hat just to be, <laughs> just so people can find meaning in everything, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, so I'm just going to, like, through the lens of that, I'm going to put on conspiracy Beatles fan number one at AOL. 
<laughs> and she'd be like, oh, wow. Well, the reason he could smell his feet is because he was barefoot in Abbey Road. Oh, and, definitely. And because it was told about the, the 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 so-called death of Paul McCartney. So maybe his feet are smelling because of the, the decay of him being in the ground. Maybe this is his... This is like... He's admitting that he died. Yeah, he's admitting that he died. Yeah, yeah. he's and he's Maybe. recording this astral projecting. I think we're going to reveal so much, but the, the second verse is where we're, we're going to get some get a little deeper into this. So right. Tell me, tell me what happens next. All right, so um, there's a chorus that's way, way, way too heavy to even go into right now. <laughs> but the second verse, he goes, "I was walking down the street the other day. Ah, wait, 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 hold on. That's the same as the first verse." Yeah, but hold on, hold on. I met a friend of mine, and he did say, man, I can smell your breath a mile away. Oh, wait, so, okay, so he did the exact same thing as the first verse, but instead of smelling his breath, or instead of smelling his feet, he smells his breath now. Yeah. Now, going to put the hat, going to put the conspiracy hat on uh, for this one. Because, and so when, when Paul goes from feet to breath, um, he talked about living in a glass <laughs> onion on the White Album. And when you live in a glass onion, uh, you're, you're crying a lot. And, you know, when you, you know, you're crying, you're just like expelling. You're, you're probably subsisting solely on onions, which cannot be healthy. You're going you're gonna to reek. Maybe Paul wasn't the walrus. Maybe he was the onion. Whoa. Yeah, think about that. All right, hats off. Onion breath. Yeah, so he's got dead feet and onion breath. Um, boy, yeah. <laughs> why? Why do you assume that that his breath or his feet smell bad? Oh wow! Whoa! <laughs> what? You just shattered my glass onion <laughs> with that one. All right, let's do the last verse here. All right, this is going to be a quick one, guys. Yeah, lay it down. I was walking down the street the other day, and who did I meet? You never know who he, he meets. Oh, he met, meets a friend. I met a friend of mine, and he did say, well, I could smell your feet a mile away. <laughs> Wait, that's just class first, same as the first, okay? <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, yeah, this is I, uh, a... I did, something, I did something really special for you, Dave. What? I, I don't do this for, for many people, but uh, right before we had this meeting, I decided because. All right. So he the chorus is smile away. He just says smile away, smile away, smile away, smile away, smile away, smile away, smile away. Smi it just goes on like yeah, that. I think, I think he says it like 12 or 13 times. About, well, I, and, and that happens about four different times during the song. Three. I counted. I counted. That's this is what I was going to say is I counted how many times I, he says smile away. In 39. Forty-one, actually. Forty-one. Because there's a breakdown when he goes, smile away softer now, smile away louder now, smile away. Um, so this song is is three minutes and fifty-three seconds, roughly, and he says smile away forty-one times. <laughs> the background vocals say, I "Don't know how to do that," over and over. Don't know how to do that. Don't know how to do that. Don't know how to do that. That's the whole entire song. Three minutes and 53 seconds of Linda, I presume, saying, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, smile away. Yeah, smile away. 
Wait, I was, count- is Linda McCartney famously smell blind? Uh, maybe she doesn't know how to smile away. As or smile, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if she is she the friend. I wonder. Maybe it could be. Um, so I counted how many times they say. <laughs> Don't know how to do I'm that. Gonna ask, in this I'm gonna song. ask my buddy Josh. I'm gonna uh, Josh is uh, Sir Paul's nephew. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot him a DM. Okay. Try to get to the bottom of this. Who did he meet? Do you want to Do you want to guess how many times she says "Don't know how to do that" in this three minute fifty three second song? Um, thirty. Seventy five times. <sighs> no. Yes. That's illegal. That's this 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 is a music crime. It's a music crime, and so this is what we're going to do here. I did some other other work for you. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Now, because Paul McCartney is responsible for two of two of the greatest recorded songs of all time. Okay, uh-huh. and I'm going to just de- just delve into those two briefly. Uh, the first one, Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not like it. This is not. A, I like it. No, I. Why'd great. you make that funny, funny noise? That yucky noise. <laughs> no, right. it was more knowing than yucky. I was just like, oh, okay, there. Yeah, yeah, that, that Eleanor, tracks. Eleanor Rigby. Okay, this song is mm-hmm. is a little bit. It's about two minutes long. Two minutes six seconds. Okay. Tight, lean. Very tight, lean song. Okay, now, so. Just to compare what we have in Smile Away, Eleanor Rigby is, there's uh, three verses. It's very deep. Their lyrics are, like it tells, not a specific story, a very poetic story. Uh, leaves a lot up to the imaginations. Beautifully strings. crafted um, strings. And, but the lyrics, importantly, are incredible. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now. Out of the box for the time. I counted all of the words in Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> on in Labor two, Day. I can't believe you did that. You're, I did this on Labor so, Day, yeah. So much work. There's 124 words in two minutes of Eleanor Rigby, okay? Which is, to me, that is mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing songwriting. To get that much, to, to paint such a beautiful intricate picture in is the exact is there one more this is 125 words of smile away and no he says smile away 41 times oh plus the 75 of plus the 75 of don't know how to do that altogether don't know how to do that that's six that's eight words okay 75 plus 41 it's 126. There you go. Or 116, okay. sorry. 116. <laughs> okay. Whoops. So, okay. The other song, I most this maybe this is a deep cut for some people. It's a song called Yesterday. Okay. <laughs> this is the most It cuts popular, deep, that's for sure. It's the most popular song of all time. It's the most covered song of all time. You can fight me on that if you'd like, but you're not gonna win. This song is also two minutes long. This is two minute and five seconds song. There are three verses again and a chorus that's repeated twice. I counted the words of yesterday. 
72 words, which is outstanding. This is like, again, like to, to be able, like you don't need a lot, you know, and, and he's like the, with the minimal words that he used, this is like in, incredible song crafting. Okay. Just looking at these numbers, I look at this and I'm like, this is out of this world that you can write such a song with so little and, and have it be so meaningful and so imaginative and to get so much out of a person like it's deeply sad, it's deeply inspiring, it's deeply insightful, all these things. Two minutes, 72 words in all of yesterday. Imagine trying to write a, try to write a short story in, in, in under 100 words. Not easy to do. No. What is your favorite Beatles song? My favorite Beatles song? Or Paul McCartney pen song. Let's do Paul McCartney. Oh, oh, that's such a hard. Why did you put me on the spot like this? Maybe for, for no one. I love that one. Revolver is like probably my favorite record. Yeah. And in her eyes, you see nothing. No sign of love behind the tears. Cried for no one. A love that should have lasted years. You want her. You need her, and yet you don't believe her when she says her love is dead. You think she needs you. Well, I mean, like I said, I love, I love Ram. I think any, a dear boy, I think might be definitely up there with like top five of my personally fav, personal favorite uh, McCartney jams. Yeah, I hadn't listened to Ram in like a really long time before this, and. It holds. It holds up. I, I'm not like a crazy big fan of his like uh, solo stuff. Like I, I, I like uh, Beatles, then Wings, then McCartney solo. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like in my uh, the older I get, the more I appreciate uh, Wings and 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 McCartney solo stuff. I, I mean, just preparing for this, I listened to a lot of Paul McCartney, and uh, there's a lot of records like Tug of War, McCartney Two. There's some weird shit on that. But yeah, there's some he 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 kept doing it. Like he there's a couple of really great songs on every one of his records. He did a he had a collaboration with Elvis Costello for uh quite a few years in the like late eighties, early nineties. They they came out with some really cool stuff. My Brave Face is an awesome song. Veronica, which he wrote for Elvis Costello, and I think Elvis Costello wrote My Brave Face for him. Oh, that's uh, sweet. He's still killing it. If he puts out a record tomorrow, except if it's with like Kanye West, I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Was that one, one, two, three? Something like that, yeah. You didn't like that song? No, I don't think I liked it. Me neither. What's your favorite Paul McCartney song? Paul McCartney solo song? It's yeah. Monkberry Moon Delight. It's like the most attitude. Yeah. For sure. So I stood with a knot in my stomach. And I gazed at that terrible 
your favorite McCartney Beatles song? Rocky Raccoon, probably. I fucking love that song. Yeah, so much. I love that fucking song too. I love like all of all of like the first whatever, like the first twelve songs on White Album. Yeah, are incredible. Like uh, my favorite my- song off of it is "Don't Pass Me By." But that's a Ringo song. <laughs> my favorite Beatle. My favorite personal favorite Beatle. All right, so yeah, this where where do we go with with Smile Away? How do we get from that to this? This is what we're talking about here, guys. There is nothing there. Like these lyrics, there there are so they're not serious lyrics, right? But they're not funny. It's not a funny song. It's not a funny joke, right? What does smile away anyways? He's just telling somebody to oh, smile away. What like what would what would make you want to say that forty one times in a song? Yeah. Maybe it was like it's not, it was it's a not, test of the listener, truly, of like how many times can I like beat this dead horse? Yeah, before they sh- just change the needle. It kills me too because it's like it's right. It's the I think it's the last song on side one of Ram, and it comes right after right. Uh, Uncle Albert, and and it's like since I started listening to this record, as soon as that song ends, that you can you can hear the guitar. He like counts off one, two, three, and you hear the guitar come in. And I just run over to the record player or the CD player and I just try to skip it. Now I just just say, Alexa, change the song. Or, hey, Siri, change the song. Oh, Siri just woke up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's truly... I couldn't imagine him writing a worse song. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. You, and you, and you definitely did the homework, so you, this is definitely the 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 worst song. He's guys, you can trust me. But listen, there's still a lot of things to choose. If you think that O'Toole Koala Bear is worse than this, I want to I want to hear why. Yeah, to the merits, and it can't be an anti-Australian thing. It's got to be rock solid defense. Listen, guys, we did it. I think we did it. I think we made it through season one of the worst of the best. Wow. 10 episodes. What, Ten a, episodes. what a whirlwind. I think for the season two, we should definitely get Paul McCartney on the show and have him sit down and talk to us. And uh, maybe, maybe he can help us pick the worst wing song out. What do you think, Paul? Will you do it for us? We'll see. Send, yeah. send me an email <laughs> at the worst of the best the podcast at gmail.com or you could just i think paul mccartney already follows us on uh, instagram at the worst of the best underscore podcast just dm me paul yeah we'll shoot the shit yeah yeah we definitely gotta get a guest we definitely gotta get a guest on (laughs) we want guests i could get a medium to get roy orbison's ghost on to have a, a rebuttal to friday night I think I might not have you as a ho- uh, as a guest host next uh, season. I might just bring my mom and just do this podcast with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't met your mom, but she's, I bet I bet she's uh, very well well read within. You would love her, and she would love you. But that was a joke, mom. You're not allowed on my podcast. Whoa, prank! I lo- hey, I love you, mom, but you uh, know the, how dare you prank the woman who. Gave birth to you in labor on Labor Day. 
your maker. Well, this this episode probably isn't going to come out on Labor Day. True, but it this is recorded on Labor Day. It's canon. All right. Thanks for throwing Every, me under the bus. Everyone knows. I'm sorry, Mom. It was just I was trying to be funny. You know what? There might not yeah. even be a second season. My my job in in my household is to be the one that annoys constantly. So when when the tables are turned and people try to annoy me, I get real. Uh, I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, scream into a pillow like the rest of us. <laughs> I think we did it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dave. You're the you're the best. And I'm you're sorry, the worst. Bro. And you're the worst of the best. <laughs> you're the worst of the best. Thank you. Thank you. Compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I hope you derived much pleasure out of this. Hope you were able to, um, you know, about 40 minutes at a time, uh, forget about, uh, the world around us. Yeah. And, and, and listen to real shitty songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> most part. We're glad we introduced a lot of shitty songs to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sticking with us people. And, and, uh, thank you for, for listening. Thanks for following us. Thanks for all the feedback. And uh, we will be back real soon. Don't yeah. worry, guys. I'm David Newshots. I love you. And I'm Stephen Williams, and I love you also. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.